We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About, about, about. What's going on, world? You are tuned in to episode 14 of Brunch Culture. My name is Randall Keith, and I am joined by my co-host, Miss Lisa Victoria. What's up, y'all? All right, so guys, you know how it goes. We start off with our weekend review. Lisa, go ahead on and let us know what's going on. Well, first, we want to um, acknowledge um, the anniversary of September 11th. Um, it was a tragic day um, in U.S. history, yes. September 11th, 2001. And I still remember when I first got the news, I was in English class at Stanton High School in Jacksonville, Florida, um, ninth mm-hmm. grade year, and I got the news. And the only reason I knew it actually happened was our teacher, I believe, turned it on. But I didn't, I guess I didn't process at that age how big of a deal it was until I noticed my mom come to get me and, like, taking me home and just, like, explaining to me everything that happened. And my friend's parents were coming to pick them up, too. And so it was, it's a tragedy. And um, we just want to acknowledge that. And, all the lives lost and the families who are still dealing with that heartache um, that we just want to um, really acknowledge that and at least have a moment of silence for that. So we're going to take a, just a brief moment of silence and knowledge September 11th. Okay. In addition um, to this tragedy, some new news came about uh previous tragedy that we've talked about, Mike Brown. Randall, let us know what happened with Mike Brown this week. Yeah, so the a, a new video was released this past week um both regarding the Mike Brown the Mike Brown uh, kill death the death of Mike Brown and basically in the video, uh synopsis of it, we're actually gonna put it out on our social media, but you see two contractors and the contractors are basically making com- comments. There was someone that was in the area that's recording and they got, you get, uh, you get to hear the contractor's comments. The, what's important about these contractors is are they're both, they're not African-Americans. They're not from the community. They're not even from Ferguson. They were literally there just on assignment for work and they saw it happen. So one of the contractors uh, throws his hands up and is saying, he had his hands up, he had his hands up, I saw his brains, all I saw was his brains on the ground. In essence, you know, corroborating the stories of the bystanders who were Ferguson uh, Ferguson citizens and community members that have said that Mike Brown was running away from the police officer. He eventually turned around, threw his hands up, you know, surrendered to the police officer, and Darren Williams continued to sh- to pr- to shoot at him and to ultimately kill him. So I think this is a great piece of information. This is going to be a really, really uh, pivotal piece of evidence to the trial. I know towards the end of a lot of the, the protests that were going on, you had a lot of people that were saying um, the 
the eyewitnesses' stories weren't they weren't they weren't corroborating with one another. One didn't support the other. They were kind of being contradictory. So to have this come out from people that are not even connected to the community, I think it's going to be great for the case. And I really just hope that this adds to justice being served. So you guys, like I said, we're going to put that on our site. You guys check that out. And again, we want to make this thing a movement. We don't want to make it a moment. We definitely want to make it a movement. So we're going to continue to give you guys as much information about it as we can. So moving on to some more lighter news, um, of course, we have to give you guys the celebrity news that's going on. Of course, there's always things going on with celebrities. And the two hottest celebrities of our time, uh, the hottest couple of our time, is Jay-Z and Beyonce. They are always in the news. We are always hearing stuff. Right. They they are on the run, and it seems like the media is running after them to figure out what's going on in their life. So before there have been rumors of Jay-Z and Beyonce being divorced, well, apparently Beyonce is pregnant. Um, It was as Well, we don't know yet. Yeah. Well, that's what – Black America Web has reported that Beyonce, Jay-Z, at the last show of the On The One tour, he changed up some lyrics of My Beach Is Better, and he basically says she's pregnant with number two. Um, and there's been a lot of thing, pictures going out on, on social media and on the Internet saying that Beyonce does look pregnant, she looks a little bigger, and so apparently that was supposed to be the confirmation per Black America Web that Jay-Z gave the confirmation that Beyonce is indeed pregnant. Of course, Lisa doesn't want to believe Black America Web. Lisa has said very candidly that they sometimes get it wrong. So when CNN reported, she'll believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm going to just leave that there because I don't want to throw shade on on our people. (laughs) I so, love y'all, Black America well. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know, but Beyonce may be pregnant or not. Um, I don't know. The pictures that they show, she did look a little, you know, a little heftier than she normally looks. I mean, she don't normally look hefty, but it did look like it was maybe possibly a bulge, but it could have been an outfit. I don't know. But, of course, we had to give it to you. We had to bring it to you guys here on Brunch Culture. It it is it's a hot topic, so we are definitely bringing it to you in our weekend review. <laughs> well, in other news, this is not a laughing matter. The video surface of Ray Rice, and it's been a crazy, crazy whirlwind. Um, in response to this video, um, the re- video was released by TMZ, showing Ray Rice um, hitting his now wife his then fiance, his now wife. And we saw that we, we knew months ago that he dragged her out the elevator, but we didn't know what happened inside. We didn't know whether they were going back and forth. Um, but there was uh, altercation. And so because of this, Ray Rice has lost, his contract was terminated by the Baltimore Ravens, and he's been suspended for the NFL indefinitely. Um, we don't want to get into the opinions of what the the media is speculating, but what we will say is that it's is we do not at all condone domestic violence. Um, exactly. I, I personally would say that if men 
or women, you shouldn't be putting your hands on each other. Keep your hands to yourself um, exactly. unless it's in a loving manner. The only touches you should be giving are touches of love. Um, and we don't condone hitting on each other, whether it's the woman hitting on a man or a man hitting on a woman. Um, And a lot of uh, media was uh, giving um, their input and mad because she was the then fiance. And then a short time later, she still married him. um, And even though he hit her. And so a lot of people had stuff to say about that. And we kind of want to talk about it. We want to talk about not specifically red rights, but we want to talk about deal breakers. Um, right. Apparently, that wasn't a deal breaker for Ray Rice's fiance. She still married him. She, she didn't choose to break up with him. She still stuck it out. But we want to talk about just what is your deal breaker? When is it time for you to break up? When do you think, man, this is this is it for me? I know for me personally, if you put your hands on me, uh, yeah, that's pretty much a deal breaker for me. Um, that's yeah. not a deal breaker for everybody. But we individually have our own deal breakers. I mean, Randall, I mean, as a man, what are your deal breakers? So I think, um, of, of course, I say this all the time as men, we're very simple um, and not, you know, simple as in incompetent, but simple as, you know, our requests and our requirements. And for me, um, one of my major deal breakers are a lack of self-ambition and a, a lack of, affection honestly um it's not something that you know i can i can deal with i know you know there's some guys that really like women that are not i don't want to say that don't that aren't ambitious but that are that prefer to play the role of i just want to be a support to you and i don't want to contribute to anything and i'm not saying that you know you have to have you have to be be doing something completely opposite of what I'm doing or you can't support me or I wouldn't want or appreciate your support but what I would like to or have to see is that you have some sort of personal ambition about yourself that you come to the table with and the reason I say that is because you know you think about the this idea of when I'm weak you're strong You know, uh, in areas that I lack in, you can make me better. When I'm discouraged, you can encourage me. Well, if you're solely kind of on the bandwagon of being just my wife and that's it, you have no ambition to be, you know, um, my, my, my business partner or you have no ambition to have your own career at some point in time in your life and we can work on our, we can work on being successful and ambitious together. To me, it just kind of feels like mm, you're not really living for me. And if something were to ever happen to me in my career or, you know, I was just wasn't encouraged, how could you really motivate me or push me or encourage me to get back out there as a man, having only been able to just kind of pattern your life after me, you know? So for me, it's just, that's kind of the ultimate that's kind of one of the biggest deal breakers when it comes. It's just like I I can't deal with that. Like that's not uh, that's yeah. It it's not gonna work for me. I feel you. So you you're saying I just wanna want somebody who's gonna be that that grind matches my grind. That you know, we don't have to 
be on the same ground, but I need to see that you have some ambition outside of just this relationship. Exactly, exactly. Because I think what happens is I feel like you can get comfortable, and I think you get comfortable from the standpoint of everything that you do is just strictly about this relationship, and you don't have a life of your own. And then I think if anything happens, then you become bitter with me or you feel like, well, I've only pursued your dream or helped you, you know, re-attain your goals, and I don't have any goals of my own. So then you start to have this identity crisis. And then should anything happen to me, you kind of run amok because you're kind of like a caged bird that has been trapped and living in the shadows of my life and my dreams. And all of a sudden you have freedom and you lose your mind. I just think it's ultimately just unhealthy. True, true. I think there's this this unhealthy thing that we do in relationships where, you know, I've done it. I know people have done it. We make the person we're dating the center of our lives. So mm. everybody takes a back seat. Family takes a back seat. Friends take a back seat. And the reason this is dangerous is because when we do that, oftentimes the relationships don't last. So yeah. we've wounded all our relationships that have been consistent in our lives for this person that ends up being inconsistent. And exactly. I get it, but I think you should save some things for marriage. And one of those things is you're going to get every single part of me, my time, my complete focus, and then you end up giving all of that away. And if you don't make it to the aisle, down the aisle, you have nothing to show for it. Right. You've right. actually lost and not gained. And I'm not saying, oh, I don't give you, I don't devote my time to you. But there should be some boundaries until there's actually a ceremony where we're making vows. Like, there should be a difference between pre-marriage and post-marriage. If it's the same, then what's the benefit of marriage? Yeah. So I think that we could have that problem in dating. But I I, I do think for me the biggest deal breaker is selfishness. I, I I need you to be ambitious, but and that's good. I need you to, you know, as, if I'm dating a man, I want to see that he works hard. That's important. I want to know that he loves God and has a relationship with God. That's outside of my. That's outside of oh, your relationship with God. So I want to go to church. Could you go to church? That kind of thing. <laughs> but I, I want to know that you're not selfish and that you could be consistent. And that you can communicate. Mm. Communication, consistency, and anti-selfishness. I think the, the whole thing was, I, I just need you not to be a liar. That's general. Okay, yeah, okay, nobody wants to date a liar. Nobody wants to date a cheater. Nobody wants to date somebody who doesn't grind. For me, God, okay, you good on that? Now I got to get to the facts. Are you consistent? Can mm. you communicate? Like, yeah. can we communicate? Like, that's big. Like, I can't trust somebody who can't communicate. I can't trust somebody who's here today, gone tomorrow. Consistency and communication, those two C's are vital to a relationship. So with yeah. that, though, check this out. So when you say it's a deal breaker, is that a deal breaker? Let's say you meet someone and you see that they have some consistency issues and, you know, you will continue to, like, work with them, and then you get in a relationship, and then you realize that 
hey, you're not, you're inconsistent, I'm running? Or is that just a deal breaker, like we can't even date altogether? I think in the when you first meet somebody, this is my thing, when I first meet you, I'm getting your representative. I'm not even getting you. And okay. if you can't be consistent in the fake phase that everybody is just facade, <laughs> you call it the fake phase. What should I expect when we get to the reality phase? It can only get worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's a if very optimistic is, approach, Lisa. <laughs> I'm just saying, usually people fall off after they got you. But if you ain't even got me and you ain't giving me your best foot forward, like when you start a job, just when you start a job, you on time. You do everything that people say. They think you're the best employee ever. And then once you get comfortable, that's when you start to, you know, some people start to laugh. They realize what manager, what supervisor they can get overall. You know, that's how, that's how corporate goes. Start, right. Start showing up. Supposed to be there at 9. You get there by 1130. Take yeah. lunch at twelve fifteen. Go home at Everybody who late, <laughs> who late to their job, and they ain't had no dramatic. They ain't had no family member die. They caught and break down. <laughs> if they late during the first week, you know this is about to be a horrible employee. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> if you can't even show up when we just started, I'm supposed to be getting your best before you just got you at the interview. And you don't even wear a suit. And you not put your best foot forward. What can I expect from you? The rest, when you get comfortable with me, you're going to really dog me out. So <laughs> that's all I'm saying. If you can't, it, it, we can't even, we can't even go, we, we just crunk the car up. We can't even drive forward if you can't be consistent and communicate. That's the deal breaker for me. I'm just like, do this. I, I don't got time. To train you on how to pick up the phone and call me. That's simple. <laughs> and at this point, at, at 27 years old, we shouldn't be training people how to call us. Yeah, that's true. So, it, funny thing is, I I think a lot of times, you know, people say that we're always we want things now. I was I, I was trying to end on, but not necessarily in on the conversation um, that was being had between two friends. And they were basically saying that, you know, people today, we want things to work now. We want the perfect relationship now. We want uh, this person to be everything that we they're supposed to be right now. So in thinking about that in, in relation to what you're saying, I'm like, so could that possibly be viewed as, you aren't willing to give this person an opportunity to work on these things? Because let's say, like, that's their only spot. Maybe, like, if you, you know, stick it out with them for a few months, then they'll get better with communicating? No? Here's the deal. (laughs) The dramatic pause. Lisa Lisa Blackman. Because I'm trying to trying to be as politically correct and diplomatic as possible, but I'm about to go in. I'm just saying. I almost want to clap while I'm saying this. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you you I can't. If we in the end, 
intro, I'm going to base your like off of me by your amount of effort. To me, a lack of effort shows a lack of, number one, intention, and two, a lack of interest. Mm. Because I can't, my intentions, if my intentions aren't pure, if I don't really want this, if I'm not interested in being committed, I'm going to be flaky. My intention and my interest. Or I could generally just want, just be, you just seem like somebody who's good for me. I genuinely, man, this is a good person for me. But if I'm not 100% interested, I'm not going to give you my effort. And Mm so I shouldn't give you, I'm all in the business of guarding my heart. If you're not going to give me, if you're not going to be intentional, if you're not going to put in the effort, why should I trust you or why should I trust my heart with you? And I'm not talking about, oh, you got to be super romantic. I need a every time, uh, every morning I need a good morning text. Every night I need a good night text. I'm not talking about that kind of communication. But if we can't communicate, if you if if I'm going days where we I'm communicating or if, if we made plans and you're not following through, those kinds of things, I'm not going to trust you. Because then I – that that tells me I gotta babysit you. I gotta yeah. say, oh, yeah. and I, I I'm 27 years old. I don't got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. If you don't know, that was a hand you, clap response. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, if you, if I had to do that, like we're grown, like it, it, it shouldn't be that. I, I don't need you to be super romantic. I, I don't need, but do what you say you're going to do. If you say you're going to do something, do it. I think that's just a maturity thing. And right. so show up. And if you're not doing this in the intro, then I can't. And then you're going to say, well, I was never doing this. And then I'm here like, oh, yeah, you're right. You wasn't. Like, so yeah. why are you with me? And I'm just like, yeah, why am I with you? Bye. Dang, just like that, huh? He is gone. But I'm just saying, I if I I gotta I, I have to know that a man that's so important. If a man's gonna do what he says he's gonna do, that's that's to me a critical piece. I gotta yeah. I have to trust you as a leader. I believe a man should lead at old school. But I got, I need to be able to trust your leadership. And yeah. I can't trust your leadership if if I can't count on you to do what you you say you're gonna do. No, absolutely. I think that's real. I think, you know, I, I, I asked the question because I think that at times, sometimes we can have deal breakers, and I think we all have them. We all have things that we're like, ah, I want this, I will do this, I won't do this. And you end up having kind of like a laundry list. I will say that I, I'm not going to say that, but <laughs> I realize that sometimes we'll have a, a laundry list of requirements or stipulations that a person have to, has to meet, and it kind of makes you think that maybe that may be the cause of you going so long being single or you not having things not working out because you're not you're not willing to compromise or you're not willing to give a person enough time to grow um, in an area. But I can definitely agree with you. You know, basic, simple communication is really important. Um, I really think that if you start to look at the relationships that people have once you meet them, um, it tells a lot about who that person is, who that individual is, and how they will be with you. Um, I know oftentimes my mom 
would always mention that when it came to for for men looking at our relationships with our moms, looking at our relationship um with other people in in general with other women and how we interacted and treated them, was there respect, was there a lack of appreciation for did you just kinda curse your mom out and shut the deuces to her or were you like, No, I reverence her as being somebody of importance and somebody that I am charged to protect and look out for and things like that. Those things tell a lot about where you're at. So I honestly think instinctively, just with anybody, if you look at their friendships, if most of their friendships are very shallow surface, um, you, you know, they kind of just hang out with the turn up crew. They really don't communicate with their friends. They don't really talk. Um, guys meeting girls that are very, their friendships are very drama filled. They're all they they're always a part of like the latest gossip circle or, you know, the latest news. They're just kinda like the on the scene girl. I think that tells a lot about how she is going to interact with your relationship and the issues you may have. I believe that homegirls, I've said this before on the show, I believe that homegirls are the cause of eighty six point seven percent of all breakups. And if she always went a home. What did you? What did you? What did you take this? Uh, this poll because I didn't. I didn't get a phone call. It was a study that was. It was a study that was done by a very uh, um, prominent and respected university. Because you know, eighty percent of statistics are made up. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm eighty six point seven percent, so there's six point seven percent truth in that. How about that? You know, and you, you know, and you. Getting back to this, you know, I don't think homegirls are a deal breaker. But what I do say, when you get deep into a relationship, there are some deal breakers. Like I mentioned, domestic violence. Yeah. If, if I can't. And I heard um, my my DC pastor say this: If I have a problem with the way you spend money, that's going to be a deal breaker because, like he said, our money it can't be my money can't be our money if I don't like the way you spend your money. Right. I think those are deal breakers. If y'all don't have the same goals in life, like you you say, man, I really just want to live in DC my whole life. I want to live in the city and you're whoever your significant other, they're like, I want to live in a house in the South with a white bigger fit. It's probably going to be some conflict. <laughs> I, think we, <laughs> I don't think we discuss, like, our issues early enough, like what uh-huh. we want. And then, too, I was reading an article this week that really stuck out to me, like people saying that there was a meme, like, I'm, I'm, I'm selfish, I can be moody, but if you can't love me at my worst, you should. You don't deserve me at my best. And the author of the article is like, stop being so horrible. Like when you say accept somebody, or when you say you accept somebody, you should you should realize that I um, that when you say you accept somebody, you should uh, that means you accept their behavior. But in reality, you can't. Um, I don't accept your behavior if you're nasty to me. You know what I'm saying? So you yeah. need to change that. Yeah. So what, what do you think about that, Randall? Well, I, 
you know, I think that oftentimes, like I definitely, I definitely agree with you that you know when people, um, when people make those statements like, hey, you know, I can just kind of just like is this is I am who I am. This is what it is, and like you, you know, accept my worst, and I can just be whatever. It's like inexcusable, and I think. You know, I kind of fault the people in that person's life. I fault everybody else because so your best friend or your your friend, your co your colleague, your your mom, your dad, your sister, brother, whoever's around you, nobody has ever called this behavior out. And I'm realizing in so many situations we have a lot of people that just do things without thinking about it, without any type of knowledge or, or concern about someone else's feelings and how they treat people, and nobody's ever held you accountable. So when one comes in to hold you accountable or to call those things out, you're looking like Google the fool because you don't understand and you don't get why I have an issue with it when everybody else in your life said it was okay. That's just, you know, I just feel like this is Lisa. You, you give me great counsel off the air. If y'all don't know, Lisa is like probably one of my new therapists uh, to help <laughs> me get through situations. But for me, one of my flaws is the flight method. I believe in it. You know, people call it the fight or flight. I'm not going to fight. I'm just going to flight. You got some problems. You have some things together. I think I said it before, it's been fun, but I got to run. That's kind of like my motto, and I'm just like out of there. So <laughs> that's where I am. <laughs> well, we can't run from everything, but there are some things we need to run from. As far as pre-marriage, some things that should be deal breakers, like we said, domestic violence, we don't recommend that you stay through that. And just behavioral issues that you see early on because it only gets it's only going to be magnified once you say I do. So be aware of that. Of your deal breakers and kind of, you know, actually have a plan and talk to somebody, talk to somebody wiser and older who've been married to kind of be a guide. But that's that's been a great conversation for our main topic. We want to move into our random topic. Random topic. So today's random topic is pretty funny because there's an article <laughs> in the New York Times by a woman who gets anxiety caused by the little bubbles that come on your phone. If you have a iPhone, iPad, um any any Mac any Apple products, you know about iMessage. Mm-hmm. Um iMessage lets you communicate on all your Apple devices um in a mess in messenger form but they have a texting awareness indicator. If you know what I'm talking about, it's the three little dots that let you know somebody is responding to what you say. Right. Now, apparently, this lady's therapist, her name is Jessica Bennett, has told her to disable it because it is causing her unnecessary anxiety. It is a The therapist described it as a monumental weight that she has placed on text messaging. So she's having anxiety because people aren't texting her back in a timely manner. They're having the bubbles but not saying anything. The bubbles go away. She gets confused. She gets stressed out. And I'm just like, is it 
I know the bubbles are frustrating. It's frustrating when you send somebody a long message, the bubbles are showing for like 15 minutes, and then it's say okay. That's frustrating. But <laughs> I don't know if I would ever go pay somebody $75 an hour to tell them that these bubbles are stressing me out. What, what do you think, Randall? So here's my thing with this. Honestly, I know the bubbles exist now for a while, and I am, you know, you guys know I'm an Apple addict. I never paid attention to the bubbles. I guess maybe because I'm always multitasking or I'm having multiple text conversations at once. Once I text you, I'm out of that thread and on to something else. So I'm a little blown that, and I just kind of thought that, you know, that's how most people operate. Like perhaps you would do it with the person that you're, you're, you're dating, you're interested in, but, I would just imagine if you're doing that with one person, you wouldn't get that much anxiety. In my mind, this lady has to be talking to maybe it's just two people, but I, I like why are you standing there? I mean, sitting there looking at the bubbles. Like clearly, find something else to do. Like the part of the beauty of text messages is the fact that you can have a conversation. And it can be a somewhat fluid conversation, and you can still do other things. So I think maybe when Apple came up with this idea, they probably just wanted you to know that, you know, the person is thinking about responding, but you can continue on with your day. For you to need to go to the therapist, I feel like you just had this your phone sitting in your hand, and you're just staring at it like, Oh my gosh, when are they going to say something? 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 And you've done it so frequently that it's caused anxiety. I think that in the run of all the things that we should be seeing therapists about, um, you know, death, um, just finding our ways in life, I never thought that we would be seeing them about the three dots that show up on our iPhones. I just, you know, I, I think... At, as people, we find some pretty interesting ways to need help. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I, I hope and pray that she's getting the help she needs and that she won't be destroyed by this uh, text messaging, the bubbles. Um, but <laughs> with that being said, we're going to leave you with our quote of the week. Find someone who knows less than you and teach them everything you know. Then find someone who knows more than you and learn everything they know. And that's by John MacArthur. And it's basically telling us to be a mentor and be mentored because yeah. you should be pouring out and letting somebody pour into you. So mentorship is important. Invest in somebody and let somebody invest in you. Yeah, that's definitely. And, I mean, you know, I think we both can agree that, from being mentored by people near and far it definitely got us to where we're at. So I think it's great. Yeah. So guys, we definitely appreciate you guys for checking out this episode. As always, check us out on social media. We are on Twitter at brunch culture. We're on Instagram at brunch underscore culture. Uh, we also can be found on Facebook, like our Facebook page, which is brunch is facebook.com backslash brunch culture Make sure that you guys check us out on iTunes. You can search us up on iTunes and subscribe, 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 subscribe. Um, get into this brunch culture. We're having some great conversations here. Use the hashtag ChatBC to let us know what you think about today. Let us know what your 
your do's and don'ts are and your breakup, at what point in time you know it's time to break up. Hit us up on social media. Check out our website as well, www.brunchculturebc.com, and let's keep this conversation going. We thank you guys so much for listening, and remember that at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.